0: is the sneaky emu, a place we're in to discover the wonders of the world, the beauty of God that are ever before us that sometimes we overlook and occasionally fail to see. I think I said that right. Episode number 109 that we're going to call the Law of the well, let's see, the Law of the woods, the Law of life. Yeah, that, that works. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful, wonderful week. It's been spring break. Kids have been out of school, which means we're pulling out our hair. Dealing with the kids every day, all day, every day, all day, every day. It often makes me wonder how, um, like in the olden days, (laughs) like, like how did parents deal with kids all the time? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what were they doing? Like in the, in the, in the West? our, our pioneer forefathers, what were they doing with their kids? Right? The kids weren't, there wasn't schools. There wasn't a lot of sports to play. There wasn't sleepovers. It was just like trying to survive. It was just trying to survive. And so your kids were, uh, both, uh, an attribute as well as a detriment. <laughs> they can help on the farm, but also you have to feed them. It's a lot of work like what were they doing anyways that's some stuff i'm dealing with i'm not going to put that on you that much um hey uh it's it's uh episode 109 the law of the land the woods the law of the woods the law of life so i basically this stems from an idea i was talking or listening or stumbled upon somebody said something somewhere along the way the other day and i thought oh that's actually. It's actually really interesting um, and and has like larger implications. So they were kind of talking they, they were saying something it, it was like camping related, or they, they were they were talking about uh, they had went kayaking and how they had seen like just maybe a bunch of like debris or stuff like out it, near the water. And then actually I was, um, what reminded me of it was that we went to the beach this past week, uh, took the kids a couple times and, and it was freezing because it's every spring break, at least in Florida, it seems like we get these random cold fronts and storms that come in. And so I can, you can almost guarantee that somewhere around this time in March, there will be one last little bit of cold and along with it will come rain. And so I've actually, it's been so steady and so consistent that I've started to plant according to this, like not, not my garden planting, but like my, my other plants. So I, I went and got a few plants the other day and I knew this week was coming. And so because I knew this week was coming, I got the plants and then I got them all in the ground like a couple of days ago, uh, prepared for the excess rain, which of course did, uh, did actually didn't show up this year. <laughs> it looked like it was going to. I planted the plants, and then it didn't. So that that's awesome. Anyways, uh, we we were at the beach, and it was like every time the beach was packed because it was spring break. But it wasn't like college spring breakers. It was primarily seemed like a lot of young kids, a lot of young kids, like high schoolers, you know, able to drive and do their own thing, but also still really kind of dumb. Uh, and I noticed every time I turned around, there was like trash at my feet. It was strange. Like I picked up uh, an empty Starbucks cup. I picked up chip wrappers. I picked up candy wrappers. It was like every time I turned around, and it was a bit frustrating. Um, I was also a bit frustrated because I'm I'm like observing like the behavior of these high school boys and girls, and I'm looking at what the boys are wearing and what the girls are wearing or better yet the lack of what they're wearing and then I'm looking at my kids my 11-year-old daughter and my 9-year-old and 7-year-old son and I'm thinking oh this is is this the future <laughs> is this where this whole thing is heading and if so how do we navigate this so it was it was a lot between the kids being the the, the high school kids being crazy and the trash everywhere, and then contemplating my future at the beach. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a lot to take in for a Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, um, being at the beach picking up the trash, it reminded me of this thing that this person said uh, the other day, which had to do with um, essentially like not leaving trash behind or maybe leaving things better uh, than when you found it. And so I have been thinking about that a lot and that reminded me of all this like the camping lingo. Like when you go camping or hiking in the woods, there are these certain etiquettes that um you know that that we are expected to maintain or that or, or that in maintaining them is the thing that will help to preserve the woods, right? This thing that at this point in our world that we keep destroying at a rapid pace that isn't super helpful for like, you know, the health of the planet, humanity, like the sustainability of life on the earth, <laughs> these sorts of things. Not to make this super ominous, but you'd better watch out. Um, I, and so I, I've been looking kind of through some of this stuff that, oh, the, the premises that are found within like some of these camping guidelines are actually or should actually be like the way that we live in general. And then it raises a few other questions. So I, I like started doing some research here. And if you look at um, like, there's a, uh, let's see, like th- there's all different, there's different list of rules and stuff, but it's all kind of the same thing. But I found one from like, uh, like REI, you know, the camping, the camping manufacturer things that sell camping gear. Uh, and, and there's this whole principle that's like, leave no trace, right? Leave no trace uh, when you're going. So if if you're in the market or if you're thinking about going camping, here's some camping guidelines for like the laws of the woods. And if you're in the market for like how to live better, uh, these apply to, I think, life in general. So this idea, and, and it does, again, raises a few questions like leave, leave no trace, okay? So REI has like seven principles of leave no trace. Some say it's 10 essentials, whatever. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to highlight the couple that like to me have this kind of like dual thought process, okay? So leave no trace, seven principles. Um, first of all, I'll list them to you. Then I'll highlight the ones we want to talk about. Plan ahead and prepare. Travel and camp on durable surfaces. Dispose of waste properly. Leave what you find. Minimize campfire uh, impacts, be careful with fire, respect wildlife, be considerate of others. So I'm going to skip the first two. Um, the disposal of waste proper, of properly, this one's interesting to me. Uh, it says, this principle applies to everything from litter to human race, human race. <laughs> <laughs> Dispose of human race properly. That's not, that's not this podcast. That's that's another podcast with a, there's this guy who wears a, a white hat. But uh, this 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 says <laughs> uh, this principle applies to everything from litter to human waste, excuse me, waste to to rinse water. It says pack it in, pack it out. Inspect your campsite and the rest of your areas for trash or spoiled foods. Pack out all trash, leftovers, food and litter. Um, always leave a place cleaner than you found it. We'll come to that in a minute. Uh it says dispose solid human waste and cat holes dug six to eight inches deep, at least two hundred feet away from water, camp and trails, right? You wanna make sure it's under the ground, make sure it's not going to contaminate anything, and you keep it away from water so that, that as that breaks down it doesn't get into the water supply system. It's good advice. Pack out toilet paper and hygiene products, yes. Uh wash uh to wash yourself or your dishes go 200 feet away from streams or lakes, use small amount of biodegradable soap, uh, scatter strain dishwater. So that's, that's all really good advice for if you're camping. Uh, minimize campfire f- impacts. Yeah, we got it. Uh, leave what you find. The advantage, uh, the adage, take only pictures, leave only footprints still holds. Although leaving fewer footprints is even better. Preserve the past. Examine, do not touch cultural or historic structures or artifacts, Leave rocks, plants, and other natural objects as you find them. Always avoid introducing or transporting non-native species. Uh, Do not build structures, furniture, or dig trenches. Respect wildlife. Do not approach animals. Uh, Observe wildlife from a distance. Do not follow or approach them. Never feed animals. Feeding wildlife damages their health, alters natural behavior, and exposes them to predators and other dangers. Protect wildlife and your food by storing rations and trash securely. Control pets at all times or leave them at home. Avoid wildlife during sensitive times, you know, like mating, nesting, raising young, or winter. Because if there's one thing all animals uh, dislike, it's being disturbed in the mating process. (laughs) Uh, And then be considerate of others. Treat others the way you want to be treated. It's a rule that uh, applies in the outdoors too. Respect other visitors, protect the quality of their experience, be courteous, yield to other users on the trail, step to the downhill side of the trail when encountering pack stock, such as horses and mules, take breaks and camp away from trails and other visitors, let nature's sound prevail, avoid loud voices and noises, and manage your pet. So even even if you just take a couple of these, from like the law of the woods and proper camping and leaving no trace behind. I think these right here are enough for us to like, uh, contemplate how it is that we go through this life. Um, if, if you start with, if you start with dispose of waste properly, pack it in, pack it out, leave it, leave a place cleaner than you found it. That's a, that is like a, a life lesson, isn't it? Uh, And essentially, when it talks about your human waste, it's like clean up your crap. Like this should be a rule for all humanity, not just in the woods. Like this is this is a an analogy, a metaphor for how we should all live. Like don't (laughs) don't create a giant shitstorm, and then expect somebody else to deal with it. Don't be dropping your crap all over the woods for other people to step in and find. You deal with your own stuff. You deal with your own garbage. You deal with your own waste. You deal with your own literal and metaphorical crap, right? And, and I think uh, uh, some of the issues that we struggle with today or see today in the world that we live in is that so many people are expecting other people to deal with their own crap. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we kind of see this everywhere where many people seem to be okay with making the mess and they don't seem to do so well with cleaning it up. So clean up your own crap. Like lesson, that's, that's the law of the woods in the law of life. Clean up your own crap. And I'll tell you, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, uh, like on a personal kind of level, not my personal, just all of our personal levels. Anytime um, that we refuse to do work on the interior, we are avoiding the responsibility of cleaning up our own crap. Because so much of the stuff that we deal with is, is just our own internal stuff, isn't it? Um, when I think about particular people and situations in, in my own life, I know of several people who tend to make a habit of blaming everybody else of playing the victim, of pointing the finger, of essentially what you might call scapegoating, which is a sermon series. I'm getting ready to start, and I'm excited and also a bit nervous. But scapegoating is to reassign blame to somebody else. And so when we are continually in the habit of blaming others and we refuse to take our own responsibility for uh, not not even our own well-being, If we don't take responsibility for our own well-being and are are healthy enough to begin to take responsibility for the things around us, there's just going to be a bunch of crap in the woods all over the place, and then we're all going to be stepping in it, and then it's all going to be stinking. So do the difficult thing of digging a hole and burying your own crap. Do the difficult thing of diving delving into the interior of the self acknowledging you know the the weakness spots acknowledging uh for lack of better words like the the darkness uh you know what I'm talking about do the shadow work is another way to say it uh because it's only in like addressing this directly that you will be able to move forward at least in a healthy way you could you can always keep moving forward it'll just be like nothing changes Um, but if you want to grow and develop and keep a clean campsite or keep a clean, um, you know, way of living, then that's, that's, that's what you have to do. Uh, Mitchell just texts me. Hi Mitchell. Hopefully you'll listen to this in the near future and you'll know exactly when it was that this was being recorded. Um, so yeah, dispose of waste properly. Uh, There was also, maybe I'll save that. I'll save that for the end. Um, So, leave no trace. That's also something we have to say for the end. So, that's that one. Dispose of your waste properly. Deal with your own crap. You'll be better for it. We'll all be better for it. There's this text just coming through on the computer. Thanks for that, bud. Really appreciate that. Super helpful. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, Leave what you find. Take only pictures, leave only footprints. Uh, leave rocks and plants and other natural objects that you find them. Um yeah, this this to me is kind of a big one as well. Because this is essentially this is about living in harmony with life, with the world, and not necessarily like okay, so when you look at how most of the world operates, when you look at how we Uh, build houses, how we build cities, uh, civilizations, when you look at uh, how a lot of businesses seem to operate, we tend to operate like the opposite of all this. Right? Because if, especially what I've noticed is when it comes to like Christian mindset and thinking, when people look at the instructions of God given in Genesis 1 and 2, and it talks about being, you know, like stewards of the land, but it's saying like uh, God gives you the authority to rule and and to um, have authority, rule and what's the other word? Uh, shoot, draw in a blank. You know what I'm talking about. To rule over the over the creatures of the land and, and and all of creation, we take that as this freedom to, uh, like loom over it, that. We've been given the authority or the freedom to do with it as we want, as we will. And so it's ours for the taking. We can cut down all the trees in the forest. We can dig out all the minerals in the earth and leave giant like holes in the ground. We can do with it as we see fit. And then when you combine with that, like this capitalistic mindset, then of course, yeah, like I'm taking advantage of the situation. I'm going to make the most of it. And it's all like ours to do with anyways. But that's like the opposite of not only the law of the woods, but like how how life will be beneficial for for others. Like that's a very self-centered, like me only type of mentality. When you realize that there's something bigger at hand, when you realize like that whole passage is talking about stewardship and about helping things to expand and to grow, our natural maybe our it's maybe not our natural response, but The way we should respond is to be the people that are actually doing exactly this: taking only picture, leaving only footprints. We want to live in harmony with the things and help them to expand and to grow. Because if not, we're all just destroying the life that we've been given. We're all just destroying the planet that sustains our life that we've been given. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, leave only footprints. Yeah, there's something here to me that speaks to this idea of uh, of being in peace and harmony with. With the creation. And from a biblical perspective, that's like the whole thing, isn't it? That, that we should be um, living in such a way that we are not bringing destruction, but rather we are helping all things to flourish. That, that's a good principle to live by. Do you know? So take only pictures, leave only footprints. By the way, you have a phone. You have a, you have a, a camera in your pocket. You can take all the pictures you want. <laughs> uh, respect wildlife and be considerate of others. This, of course, to me, is, this is like the, the golden rule, right? That treat others the way you want to be treated. Like, this, this applies to the outdoors. They're, they're incorporating this with the outdoors. This is, comes from life to begin with. Like Respect other people. Protect the quality of their experience. Could you imagine if people began to actually live this way that our goal that part of how we lived was in such a way that we protected the quality of the experience of others it's really hard to protect the experience of others the quality of their experience if uh from a natural perspective we are continually destroying the nature that we are supposed to be responsible for um and from like a like just a I don't know, day in, day out sort of thing, if I am continually, uh, let's see, what's the word? like? Not objectifying, that that would work here, but if I am continually uh, thinking less of others, putting them down, judging, pointing the finger, again, maybe scapegoating, if I am out only for number one, then my focus is my experience. And if my only focus is my experience, then i am neglecting like treating the other others the way i would want to be treated if i am only protecting my experience then i'm not worried if i devalue the experience of others when it comes to life right think about if you take something for example like uh, like human sexuality and religion um from the heterosexual heter heter, heter heterosexual Heterosexual. The words don't work sometimes. From the heterosexual perspective, uh, when it comes to that relationship, when it comes to my relationship with my wife, uh, I want to make sure she has the best experience. And so, uh, even as I'm dating, as I'm growing up, like, I want to be mindful that I don't want to, I want to be mindful that I'm not using other people uh, for my. Uh, that I'm not simply using people just for my benefit, right? Like if I am uh, out trying to sleep with a bunch of different people and there's nothing more than the sex itself, and in doing so I am bringing harm to another individual, then I'm not protecting their quality, the, the quality of their experience. That has been maybe a less than positive experience. Beyond that, if you look at um, homosexual relationships and how uh, maybe much of the church or traditional Christianity treats or handles that issue, uh, if we are continually bashing or uh, denying or pushing back against or whatever, uh, demeaning then we are not protecting the quality of their experience, right? And so, if even the teaching of Jesus is, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, treat others the way you want to be treated. If I have a, if I have a different viewpoint towards something, let's say sexuality, then, then what people are portraying, um, it, it's okay to have a different viewpoint, but you also have to be mindful of protecting their experience. That's what treating others the way you want to be treated is that's what it's all about that's the whole thing right so if I am doing something in some that in some way or somehow uh demeans or diminishes or takes away from the quality of their experience then then I am out of line with the law of the woods and the law of life so be courteous be courteous yield to others on the trail (laughs) right? How many times, uh, you know, I see this a lot when I go trail running, actually, and and I'm always grateful of it because more, most often, I would say like ninety nine percent of the time, if if I am running and somebody else is walking, uh, and we come and we're coming towards each other on the trail, you know, I think it's just because I'm trying to move a little bit faster, the other person will typically step aside. They will allow me to continue on my journey rather than standing in the way, rather than me diving into the woods at full speed. They are being mindful of other people on the trail, right? Which also I'm also mindful of if, if I'm in a situation where if I was in that situation, I would do the same thing. In fact, there's been times when, um, I I've been running on the trail in areas that people are mountain biking or something. And if I see the mountain bikers coming either towards me or I hear them coming behind me, the first thing I do is step off to the side because I'm mindful that the trail is, doesn't belong to me. This is like a public thing. This is, we all are, are blessed with this gift of this natural preserve that we are able to explore and to, to enjoy. And so if we are all continually being mindful that there are other people mm-hmm. on the trail, Won't we all have a better experience? Just simply being mindful of that will help to protect the quality of others' experiences, right? Yeah. Do you see? Like this. This stuff actually is like, at least to me, really, actually quite profound in its applications. Uh, What was another one? Uh, Let nature sounds prevail. Avoid loud voices and noises. Um, This one, you know, to me, I think, yeah, obviously, we. It's always. It's always much more calming, isn't it, to hear like the the breeze through the leaves, through the woods. It's also it's much more calming to hear the the stream trickling in the background, right? <laughs> Something like that or the birds chirping. Um and I've noticed if somebody shows up with uh, some sort of loud, blaring music, it kind of destroys that, doesn't it? It like takes away Again, it takes away from the quality of my experience if you're blasting loud music. And so I, I think this can apply to how, to how we live as well. That, um, that it's good to have quiet, it's good to have space to listen. And, you know, it, yeah, sometimes it's fun to crank up the music and party. I get that. But also, if you are living your life in a loud sort of way, in an obtrusive sort of way, in a way that you are the loud music um, that is blaring through the woods. <laughs> you're blaring through the woods with your opinions and your ideas and uh, your experiences. Then you're totally destroying, like, the experience of another. So stop doing that. Which would also lead us back to this idea of you know, clean up your crap. <laughs> deal deal with your stuff deal with your stuff. Uh so okay, one one last couple of things here and then then we'll wrap up, I promise. Um one of the, one of the kind of quintessential camping rules, if you will. Uh that that I've always heard and and granted, like I didn't grow up in scouts, I didn't grow up doing a ton of camping. I have camped here and there. Uh I, I love being out in the woods. I love doing that sort of thing. Um, but one of the ones that I've always, always uh, appreciated and, and is worth mentioning is, uh, you know, leave it better than you found it. You ever heard that? Leave it better than you found it. And I think that that is a wonderful law of the woods that we should continually be applying to life on like a much bigger scale. Uh, that, that, that idea actually comes from a guy named, it's a quote from Robert Baden-Powell. Robert Baden-Powell, I had to do some research on this because it was really interesting. He is uh, like the founder of the, of the Boy Scouts, or he wrote the manual on which the, the Boy Scouts is based. Uh, I can give you some more information on that in a second, but he says this in one of his writings. Try and leave this world a little, a little better than you found it. And when your turn comes to die, you can die happy in feeling that at any rate, you have not wasted your time but have done your best. Try and leave this world a little better than you found it. And When your t- turn comes to die, you can die happy and feeling that at any rate, you have not wasted your time, but have done your best. That's a, that's a good one. That's such a good one. And if you combine that with the idea of leaving no trace behind, this is a really interesting concept that actually might even cause our egos to struggle a little bit. Don't you think? Leave the world better than you found it. Leave no trace behind. This is the opposite of how most people are trying to live. <clears throat> we want to leave a footprint, right? We, we, we want to leave a trace. We're trying to create this long-lasting legacy where we write our names in the history book. Uh, and often, it seems like in doing so, we end up, <laughs> we, we leave traces of ourselves which means then we leave maybe we don't leave the world a little better than we found it. You see, it's like it's entirely against maybe most of what we might call modern living. Yeah, we're trying to scrape and fight and and really like plant a flag somewhere. We we want to explore the moon and be the first people to put the flag to take ownership of this thing. And yet in doing so we leave all kinds of debris along the way. We l- literally leave debris on the moon <laughs> to prove that we were there. Uh, what would it be like or what would it do to the self if this was our goal? To leave no trace and yet simultaneously leave it better than we found it. Yeah, but who would get the credit? Who would know all the hard work we did? And who would, yeah. Who would? And then also, who cares? Who cares? Because what is the goal of this whole thing anyway? And how long do you think that legacy, or that memory will last? There have been however many billions, I don't know, billions of people that have gone before us. How many of them do we have any idea who they are? How many of them do we have any idea about how much impact they had on the world? All we know is the current state that we find ourselves living in. All we know is that this is this is the order that we were handed. This is the world that we currently live in. Like it, hate it, love it, dislike it, whatever. This is how it is. And so then our job, our role, the law of life is to clean up your camp. Leave it better than you found it. Don't leave anything behind. Take with you what you brought in. You see, all these things, all these things speak to like kind of a deeper way to live, maybe a more healthy way to live, maybe a more meaningful way to live. It's not easy though, is it? It's not easy. We all want some sort of credit. We all want some sort of like recognition. We all want to have like this sense that we made a difference or we made an impact. But it kind of seems like the way that Like the healthier way, the better way, the things that, the the way that things like continue to exist in a more harmonious sort of way seems to be like all these like different rules of the woods, of camping. Like if we could actually apply these to life, then we would all be the better for it. Don't you think? Like if we all actually did this, if we all actually cleaned up our own crap, literally and figuratively. If we all actually respected one another, uh, yielded to the trail. If we all attempted to protect the experience of one another. If we all were able to will able and willing to die to the self to the point that we were okay with leaving no trace behind. If we were all mindful of how we use and treat our resources in the world around us and how we use and treat each other. Like doesn't that actually sound like kind of a better way? It does to me. It sounds like like we need to take these laws of the woods and apply them to how we live in the everyday. And I think in doing so, what we end up leaving behind is a much better world for those who come after us. And there will be people who come after us. Probably lots of people that come after us. And one day they're going to be sitting around listening to a podcast, if they still exist, the great-great-great-grandkids, however they will get their information, and hopefully they will come to a place, hopefully the world that we have left behind, they will see and be grateful for, and that they will continue to leave no trace, that they will continue to, to make it better than when they found it. Because the truth is, we all come into the world finding a bit of a mess, and I can't help but think if we actually lived according to these ideas and thoughts, that all of humanity, that all of creation, would be better for it. All right, my friends, let's call that a day. This is the Sneaky Emu episode number 109, The Law of the Woods, The Law of Life. Mom, thanks for listening. I'm sending you guys all the love in your general direction. Leave no trace behind. Leave it better than you found it. God bless. Go in peace. We're here to unlearn the teachings of the church and the state. We're here to drink beer, we're here to kill war.